Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast by EF3 Life. I'm your host, Dan Jason. At EF3 Life, we're committed to empowering people in the areas of education, faith, fitness, and finance. Positivity and having a growth mindset is what we're about. Every day, we have the opportunity to better ourselves and our world. Be sure to visit ef3life.com and follow us on social media at EF3 Life. There's only one way to live, and that's life to the fullest. Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm thankful you joined me today in this beautiful day as we experience and express love. And it's just awesome to be here to share with you my thoughts, my feelings, and also what's on my heart. And I know that each of you has a real understanding of being able to feel and experience love before in your life. And when you do, there's nothing quite like it. And after all, isn't that what life is about? You know, on the EF3 Life platform, we talk a lot about education, faith, fitness, and finance. But when it comes to the things that matter most, the things that are at the heart, things that hit us at the core as human beings, as people navigating through life on this journey, on this pilgrimage here on this earth, there's nothing quite like love. You know, when you Google it or you search it online, when you try to look it up in the Webster's Dictionary, There's a lot of interesting definitions, but none of those really can articulate or help us to establish a sense of what it is because it is a feeling on the inside. We're not just talking about, you know, some warm and fuzzies type of thing here. We're talking about real depth. We're talking about hitting us at the heart, the core of the matter, you know, something that's substantial and lasting because certainly more than a feeling. Love is all about action. It's about what we do, how we approach life, the way we encounter others. And there's so much to unpack here when it comes to love, especially when it comes to living it out, which is the greatest and most prominent and beautiful way that you can lead others closer to God. Because after all, God is love. And love is is God. Because where love exists, God exists. You can't have one without the other. It is just beautiful. God created the world in all of its beautiful finacity, in every aspect of creation, because he loved, because he loved you and I. Now, everything in this world, every person, every creature, Every natural phenomenon was divinely created and engineered with great purpose. And knowing that, when you see nature, when you experience the beautiful people who come across your path, you can't help but notice the beauty that is inside. And that beauty, radiating joy, those things that make somebody shine like the morning sun, those people who fill up your cup and give you this sense of belonging, a desire to want to be with them and to experience life as part of their life and journey intertwined. Now, some of those people can be our family members and some of those are friends that we met. Some of them are connections that we've made over the years. Regardless of how it happens, 
what takes place and transpires all comes down to one thing because love remains. And even the scriptures themselves tell us this. Faith, hope, and love remain. But the greatest of these is love. Now, if you think about it, if you really concentrate on what matters most in life, it comes down to relationships. And there is not a real lasting relationship without love being at the pinnacle and center. Love is something that keeps us solidified in our friendships, in our relationships, in those lasting times with people that we just truly want to be with. We want to experience everything with them. And we want to allow it to continue on that there would not be an end. And that's why it's hard when somebody passes away. That's why it's hard when there's separation. That's why it's difficult and challenging for us when we come to experiences and things that happen in our life that are out of our control. And there are ways that sever these ties. But love remains. It cuts to the heart deeply. And it's always better to have love and to have lost than to never have loved at all. It is so important for us to look at what matters most in life. Stop concentrating on the things that don't matter. Yes, there have to be formalities. There have to be things that govern. There have to be you know, ways to have structure in society, in the church, and what have you. However, what matters the most is that we love. That's what matters most. You know, when you think about the life of Jesus Christ, you think about the one who came down and was made flesh, God made flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. There was no greater act of love than that. To humble himself, to take the form of man, to come and to live amidst all the pains, the joys, the sorrows, the ups and downs of life, and then to have given his life on the cross, to suffer, to have his arms stretched out wide, the wounded hands and feet of Jesus. He did that because of love. One thing led him to the road of Calvary. One thing led Jesus to sacrifice it all, to pour out his blood as the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, who gives us redemption, opens up the gates of heaven. And that one thing is a four-letter word, L-O-V-E love. You cannot exist without love. See, you were created out of love, out of the love of your parents for each other, out of the love of God the Father who wanted to give and share with you this life here on earth and to ultimately have it with you as a relationship that lasts and remains for the end of time. Love is what this life is about. It's about building relationships with other people, deep connections, building one another up, doing kind things for others, looking out for each other, doing the right thing, being a positive influence on those around you, encountering people where they are. You know, something that has always stood out to me when I think about the life of Jesus is his ability to not judge at all, but to truly be there in a loving manner. And to invite us back to him, no matter how many times we might fail, no matter how much we're going through, no matter what difficult course we might have taken, whether it be our own doing or someone else's, he invites us back to him over and over and over again because he loves first. 
I've worn a WWJD bracelet for over 20 years. And this bracelet has taken on so much more meaning to me as I get older in life. You know, before it was a fad when I was at basketball camp and they were being passed out at Christian camp that I went to down near New York City every year in the summer as a kid. But then as I thought about it more, WWJD, what does it stand for? What would Jesus do? And now I see people wearing these bracelets. He would love first. H-W-L-F. And that's more of the indication of what he would do. Because when I think about it, all these things that are happening in our world today, the problems that we're facing as a society, the disagreements and the hardship, a lot of asks to come down to one thing, a lack of love. But if love exists, if it is there, if it is present, then God is present. And where he is present, peace, hope, joy can remain. Community, the actual church, can take its fullest and greatest form, which is the body of Christ in the world, doing acts of love, of sharing God with other people in the way that we live, by living the gospel by our lives. You know, it was never said that you would find love just stocked up in a pew in a church somewhere for 45 minutes. But where do we find that love? We find it in the body and blood of Christ, the sacrifice that he gave once and for all. The night of the Last Supper, he said, take this, all of you, and eat of it, and drink of this. This is the cup of my blood, and this is my body given for you and for the sake of the world. That's love. You cannot spell love without sacrifice, without giving, without opening up your heart without being vulnerable in this nakedness, so to speak, of life, of getting down to the nitty-gritty, of sharing what's truly in the depth of your soul. That is love. Think about it right now for this very second. Call to mind the people in your life who you would say, I love the most. Why do you love them? What about them makes you drawn to them, excites you, wants to desire to be with them, to spend more time. Because for those people, it's not so much the activities or the experiences that you're having. It's them, their heart. What is on the inside? There's something different. There's a connection. There's this established relationship. There's something that draws you back and draws them to you. There's something that is so beautiful. It's because the divine lives in you and I. Jesus himself is living inside of us, and we allow him to love through us. Something radical happens. These mundane things that are taking place in our life, these times that we come across other people, now are not ordinary, but they're extraordinary. Why? Because we see love happening in our midst, in the person that's walking the elderly woman across the street, in the young man who's holding the door for a handicapped child who has a wheelchair, for the person who is you know, helping the elderly bring their groceries to their car, or doing something kind for a neighbor who's going through a difficult situation because they lost a loved one, or helping the child who is having difficulty passing math class by staying the extra hours that are unpaid because you care. And then understanding and realizing when you talk to them, 
that they were up late at night taking care of their brothers and sisters because that's what they had to do to love. It's reciprocity. It's going the extra mile. It's doing things that are uncommon in a common world. And as Mother Teresa mentioned, it's doing things with great love, small things with great love. And in doing so, we invite God into our lives. See, religion is not overly complex. It's not something that has to be mathematical or so much of a formula or keeping score or so many rules and regulations. Jesus was all about love. And that love is a love that is everlasting. It will never end. It's a love that started from the beginning of time when he said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And I created you and I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. All the hairs on your head are counted and your descendants will be as numerous as the stars of the sky and the sands on the seashore. That's depth. His ocean of mercy. Imagine jumping into a swimming pool. Imagine if that pool was filled with love. Sometimes that's my finite understanding of what human love can contain. Because oftentimes it's not unconditional. So many people put regulations and expectations and precedents on love in this world. God's love is not jumping into a swimming pool. It's jumping into the deepest part of the ocean that has literally no end at all. There's no end in sight. You cannot hit the bottom. That's how deep it is. And the depth is so great that it will just cover you completely. And he doesn't ask you to jump in some particular way. He doesn't ask for you to have to do this or that. No, he just asks you to enter into it. It's an invitation that's open for each and every one of us. And when we jump into an ocean of love that's found in God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, what happens is then we are so overfilled, our cup is flowing with that love that we just naturally want to give it away to others. Certainly this podcast is not about me at all. And there are people who have done far greater acts of humanitarianism that are philanthropic through and through, who give and are such humble servants every single day. But so often I'll have somebody come up to me or just talk to me in conversation and say, wow, you're really a person of real faith. And I say, thank you. That's a blessing. And then they'll say something to the fact of, you do so much acts of charity. I haven't really met somebody quite like you. And I'll say, it's not about me at all. It's all about an encounter with other people. It's about this experience. It's about this exchange of love. And I don't mean as a monetary exchange where you go to the store and just buy something and you receive something back. No, it's this encounter and this heart to heart. It's this overflowing of love that happens, this trans transcends time and space. It's sometimes hard to imagine it until you feel it and you experience it yourself. But you hearing this right now, the person that's listening to this, you understand what I'm talking about. You know when there's depth there. You know when someone's genuine. You know when someone shows up at your darkest hour just because they care. And sometimes these people and these experiences happen with these most unforeseen ways. And people that you didn't expect to show up on the scene, but they did. People that you don't even know. But they care because they love you. And then there is these heart-to-heart moments with the people that you know most and who know the depths of your heart the most. 
and you're able to open up to them and tell them some really hard things. Maybe some things that you know you wouldn't want anybody else to know. And you're truly vulnerable and you're uncovered and your heart is naked and it's just naturally able to flow because love exists. And where two or three are gathered in his name, Jesus is there and he's there in our midst and love is there. Anytime beauty is happening, anytime you recognize something good and positive, that is an exchange of love. And it's our goal, obligation, and our duty as people on this earth to pay it forward, to continue to give and emit love every day of our life. Imagine if we can live life with this one goal in mind. Every day when I wake up, I'm going to do at least one loving act towards another person, for another person, to be there with them, to walk and journey. And that's going to look different every single day. You know, God brings about so many people in the course of our day. If we really kept track of it, we kept a tally, there would be so many people, and some days more than others. But the point is, every day we have experiences of these invitations to holy moments. What I mean holy moments is that we can love, we can choose. Because remember, it is a choice. Love is a choice. And that's the greatest thing. And we look no farther than the cross. Take a look at that crucifix. Take a look at Jesus' outstretched arms, the nails that were driven into his hands and into his feet, the blood that is flowing from his side, the crown of thorns that is on his head, He voluntarily got up there because he loved you and he loved me and he loves every single one of us, boy, girl, woman or man, old or young, no matter what your religion is, no matter what your philosophy is, no matter what level of education you have, no matter where you live, what you do for work, you are loved by God in the same way, with a depth that cannot be measured, with the grace that is overflowing and outpouring and wants to fill you up with so much goodness because you have this goodness and beauty and this love and this energy and this positivity to radiate and to offer the world, your gift to this world, your gift to other people every single day, even when times seem ordinary, when it's seems like we're going through the mundane, is to give your life as a gift to others by loving. It's not complex, people. It's really not that hard. It's about trying a little kindness. It's about doing something to be the smile of God on other people. You know, I mentioned this in the past and I have to say it again. So often people get so shell-shocked or They get so enamored when they hear the word saint. It's like taboo almost. Even though it's supposed to be a positive word, people are like, oh, it's untouchable. It's something I can never achieve. Well, first of all, no one should be trying to achieve sainthood. We should just be living out the best version of ourselves every single day and loving the most that we can. And when we don't have the capacity to love, to ask God to fill our hearts with his love, because remember, the depth of the love of Christ is never ending. It will never run dry. He has the greatest love that will fill your soul, and then you will be able to overflow as a blessing to the lives of other people with unlimited potential.
And that's why. That's why when you go and you receive him at the Lord's table, as you receive the Eucharist, you receive communion, and you really believe this is Jesus. This is the one who loves you so much, the one who gave his life for you, the one who loves beyond all telling, fills your heart, fills your body, fills your soul with his love, the love of the Father and the Holy Spirit, and fires you up, gives you and I the ability to then go out into this broken world and to sprinkle a little bit of his love on the lives of other people. Those we encounter every day, even when we might feel tired, we don't want to, we feel unworthy, or there's some other blockade that's trying to stop us from giving off that love. Whether it be our own selfishness, our anxiety, whether it be feeling uncomfortable in a situation that is unordinary and pushing us out of our comfort zone. He would love first. And that's what this life is truly all about. It's all about love. The Life to the Fullest podcast is brought to you by EF3 Life. Make sure to visit ef3life.com for more episodes of this podcast, as well as resources and books like my bestseller, Fire Burning Within, fiercely taking on life to achieve victory with God, leading you every step of the way. And make sure to follow us at ef3life on social media. Welcome back to the Life to the Fullest podcast. We're talking about love and building relationship, entering into community, being men and women for others, because there is no greater way to show your faith, to demonstrate the care and the impact that you can have on other people's lives than investing in them, investing in a relationship with others, with those that are closest to you. Charity certainly starts at home. Putting people in your life first above yourself, those that are closest to you, building up them, believing in them, celebrating their victories and cheering them on so they can achieve their dreams, pouring out your life as a sacrificial offering to others. Because when you do this, whether it be people near, close to you in your family, your group of friends, your network at work, those who matter to you, and those who you come across because everybody deserves your love. That's one thing that we can control. We can love others. That is completely a choice every single day. And although we might fail, and I certainly am one who failed multiple times and have fallen as well, and that might not stop, we have to still keep up and try again and ask God to give us the grace, the understanding, the patience, the wherewithal, the spirit, the love that he has for us, that it might live in us and through us and with us, that we can give it as a gift and an offering to others. Because that will change the world. See, that's what sainthood is about. It's not about the statues that are filling the churches. It's not about stained glass windows. It's not about some kind of pinnacle or mountaintop apex that we can never achieve. No, sainthood is truly about Love, being the best agent of love, the person who can emulate and desires above all else to care for souls like Jesus does. 
but doing it in your own way that you are called to do so in the way that God created you to organically be because everybody is different. And that's what makes this world such a beautiful place. Nobody is the same. There's no cookie cutter way. Don't allow anybody to tell you, yo, you have to do this in order to be a loving person. No, that's a bunch of malarkey. That's not going to cut it. That's not going to fly with me and it shouldn't with you. If people are telling you what to do and they're not seeing your heart first, it's because they don't really understand what this is about. Mother Teresa put it so beautifully and she said so many powerful things. Her life was an example of love every single day when she laid it down. She laid down her life for those who are in the streets of Calcutta, for the lepers, for those living in the margins, for the disgraced of society, those who are just written off. But she loved first. And she was so adamant and so fired up because she cared for their hearts, she cared for their souls, and wanted nothing else but for them to experience and to embrace and to encounter the love of Christ in their life, to feel love at its greatest and most intense and beautiful and intimate form. And that's what she did with caring for them, bathing their hands and their feet, helping them when they were suffering, carrying their cross, and being with them for their last breath and during their dying hour. That is great love. And if we could do that in small ways each and every day, if we could be more Teresa-like in our lives, this world would be so much better for it. Mother Teresa said, cast out a net of love. And that's how you will catch souls for the Lord. She talked about loving because it's the greatest gift we can give to anybody. You know, it says it right there in the scriptures. There's no greater gift than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And it's so true because God delights over you. You are the apple of God's eye. He knows you fully and loves you. God has engraved you on the palm of his hand. God's love for you is so compassionate. It's steadfast, faithful, and loyal, and God's love has no capacity for judgment when it comes to seeing you and experiencing your heart. Yes, at the end of the day, we will be before the Master, and we will have to take complete control, complete ownership over how we chose to live our life. That is absolutely true. However, if we love, if we allow God's love to impact our heart, if we understand that in loving there is great forgiveness, because that's what Jesus did on the cross, there's nothing that you or I could do to ever erase God's love. There's nothing you or I could ever do, whether so grand or so horrible, that would separate us from God's love Unless we chose to not be forgiven. Unless we didn't believe in his power of mercy and grace. But if you accept it, if you accept that gift, what happens is it changes your heart. So even somebody who might be a very malicious person, somebody who is so self-centered, who doesn't care about anybody but themselves, who just goes about life with complete recklessness, when they start to receive love by somebody like you or I, 
when they definitely don't expect it, it catches them off guard. And when they experience more of this, and they have a time in their life where they actually feel like, wow, something happened here that's different. I felt God's love. And they realize that. They then understand that they can be forgiven. And when you can be forgiven, when you understand that love is what this is all about, it changes everything. It changes your approach. It changes your mentality. It changes the way that you get up in the morning. It changes how bright your smile is, how much hope you have in your heart. It changes the way that you go about your day-to-day. And you're looking for ways to impact the lives of other people because you care about them, because you care about this world that God created, because you are in relationship with those around you. There is no positive, good, and lasting relationship without love. Self-centeredness, looking out for one's own interests, those relationships don't last. And they're not healthy and they're not positive. You people in your life right now who are like that, that you know are life suckers, they're taking away and you're not feeling their love, it might be time to cut ties. Yeah, and that could be hard, it could be intimidating, but guess what? You have to do it. You have to realize and understand this life is too short to be wasting your time or to be drained by people who are not positive and building you up, by people who are not giving love to you It's a two-way street. It's an encounter. It's a relationship. And it takes effort. The effort becomes a lot easier. It becomes natural. It becomes something that is so attractive. Something that you desire and want to continue to do. Back to before when I was talking about how people sometimes will ask, you know, how, how do you just keep showing up and doing these things, these charitable works? Why do you care so much about other people that maybe you never have met and will not see again? It's because it's all about love. And in this encounter with other people, in looking them in the eye, in listening to what they have to say, in being there in their midst, in embracing them and them embracing me, a love exchange happens. Something beautiful. It transcends time and space. Our hearts are connected. Why? Because there's depth there. Why? Because God is present in our midst. If he wasn't, this love exchange wouldn't occur. But because he is, and the Spirit of God is alive, and is working in our hearts, something beautiful happens. And we're able to do something beautiful for God. We're able to get up. We're able to live out his two beautiful and lasting commandments. And that is to love God with your whole heart, mind, and soul, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. You have to love yourself, because if you don't love yourself, you can't love other people. And I obviously don't mean in a braggadocious way, in being someone who is standoffish, or is somebody who's just full of themselves. No, I mean love yourself for who God made you to be. Appreciate the gifts and the talents he's given you, the abilities, what you've been blessed with. Have a gracious and a heart filled of gratitude. And in doing so, in loving yourself and accepting who you are, you can more fully embrace whose you are, a child of the Most High, God the Father who loves us so very much because we are so dear to Him. He loves you beyond all things. We love 
because he first loved us. That comes from 1 John 4, 19. How true is that? Jesus, the one, the one who gave us everything, who gives us the gift, who gives us the graces, who showed us a better way because he would love first. You might not agree with what this person next to you is doing. You might wholeheartedly not like it. Maybe, just maybe, if you tried loving first and you could see them for who they are on the inside, appreciating their heart, looking at them as a child of God, as somebody who is a beloved daughter and son, as somebody who has love in their veins, coursing through their body, positivity, Maybe just maybe you would overlook the things that are different about them or maybe the things that you disagree with and don't like. Maybe some walls would start being torn down and the things that actually mattered would come to the forefront of the conversation, of the encounter. And you can actually experience who they are, not from a surface level, not from appearance only, not from the things that are on the outside, but looking at them in the depth of their heart. Great people in this world, influencers, those who impacted society, the likes of Martin Luther King Jr. We have a heart like that. We have a heart and an understanding that loves first and looks into the depth of someone else who gets to know their soul, what makes them tick, the things that they're passionate about, the beauty that is truly on the inside. You don't have time to judge. Judgment completely walls off love from happening. And what good is that? What good is it to separate ourselves from others? What good is it to be isolated on an island? No, that's not love at all. And if you're somebody who is like that, if you're somebody who is living that way, If you're a person who is going about this world and you don't care enough about other people, if you don't take a deep dive and look into your heart and what it means to be a man and woman for others, that's just sad. It's sad because you're missing out. You're missing out so much because people need you. Yes, you heard me right. People need you. They need you and I because we have something to offer. We have something to offer this world. And it's so beautiful if we're open to allowing others to offer their gifts and talents and their love and not just have this feeble-mindedness, this mentality that actually we just know best. No, you have to understand it's not about that at all. It's about giving. And it's more about giving than in receiving. Because when we give, then we truly receive. That's what it's about. It's about understanding no man is an island. No man goes his way alone. What I put into the lives of others will come back into its own. The great basketball coach Phil Jackson said that. 
There's a reason why his team did so well, because they had this chemistry, they had this relationship. They were built on these foundations, this understanding, and this love. This love for one another, a love that was willing to literally run through a wall. This love that was willing to dive into a bench for a basketball because you wanted to do something and be part of something that was greater than yourself. And that's really what the church is about. It's about love agents in the world, in community, journeying with each other, working with one another, living in a way that's different, reaching out to those who are in need, embracing people in their community who are unloved, and giving them an experience to see, to feel, and to have hope in their heart again, because we are the smile of God on other people. No, it's not blasphemy to say that. It's not too much to talk about it. It's not doing a disservice. It's not being a boastful person. It's actually the fact. It's actually what's taking place when a love exchange occurs. When you go out of your way to do something beautiful for another person, it fills that person up. When you love someone, It changes their heart and it makes it grow a little bit larger. You know, it makes me laugh to think of this when I'm watching The Grinch Who Stole Christmas with my nephew. And this image just comes to my mind. I know it sounds ridiculous because this is a really serious thing here. We're reflecting, we're prayerfully reflecting on life. But when you think about that movie and Jim Carrey is there in that funny green suit, And it's showing that his heart grew three times larger. That's what happens when a love exchange takes place. It's actually a great image because that's what actually is occurring inside of the human person when they are receiving love. And then that love, which changes us from the inside out, we can never remain the same when we get love. Then we want to give it to others. That's what life is about. That's what living life to the fullest is about. Because it's not just about me or you having a full life. It's about other people having a full life and impacting their hearts and their lives and them so that way their future could be better so they can feel and experience the best that there is out there. And here's the thing. No matter how much money you have, no matter how many experiences, opportunities, whatever you want to say or do, nothing can replace love. Because the peace, the joy, and the happiness that comes from a filled heart, that says it all. So as we're wrapping up this time together, I just want to reflect a little bit more and challenge you this week to understand and to emulate He would love first. When you're feeling judgmental, you're feeling uncomfortable, you come across a person that's different than you. Instead of jumping to conclusions, instead of thinking about the stereotypes, instead of taking the common road, take the uncommon one and realize he would love first. God's love means that you are the apple of his eye. It also means that everyone out there is because he loves and fills us with the hope that will not disappoint and our hearts can be filled with something
that no one can take away, that is everlasting. Love transcends time and space. Love is all you need. God's love is always with you. And God's love never ends. You know, the scripture that is so prominent in Christianity that stands for the love and sacrifice of Christ, of course, is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. Do you believe this? Do you understand that love is a gift? You've been given the gift of love. There's so many people in this world who love you. And there's so many people that you love. Try a little kindness today. This week, the challenge is to do one act of love every day. See how it changes the life of other people. Maybe it changes their life for five minutes, and maybe it changes their life forever. What is guaranteed is that it will create a difference. It will make an impact. It will make an imprint on their hearts. It will leave their soul happier. And then, Reflect upon it at the end of the day. How did that one good act of kindness, that act of love or generosity, in what ways did it change you? In what ways did you experience and encounter Jesus, the one who loves us so much, in that encounter, in that experience, in that time with somebody else? Love, faith, hope, love remain. But the greatest of these is love. Let us pray to close it out. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day you have given us a gift of life, the very air that we breathe, our feet hitting the floor in the morning, that is a gift of love. And we know that your son died for us and this is the greatest sacrifice, the ultimate act of love with his arms stretched out wide on the cross and doing it all because he loved us so much and wants us to share with you eternity. I just pray, Father God, that this week we might love and we might look at the people that come into our lives those that we encounter, and we might think to ourselves, what would Jesus do? And understand that he would love first, that we're void of judgment, and that we're full, full of the capacity of God, who's living inside of us, with us, and in us, that we might be the smile of God on other people, and we might do something beautiful for God, and in doing something beautiful that is guaranteed when we do it with great love. God bless you. Have a great week ahead. And as always, keep loving as he loves us. For EF3 Life, I'm your host, Dan Jason. This has been an episode of the Life to the Fullest podcast. Continue to check out more episodes, my books like Fire Burning Within, and other resources by visiting ef3life.com. And make sure to follow me on social media at EF3Life. As Jesus himself said, I came so that they might have life and have it to the full. Keep crushing it out there and know that there's only one way to live, and that's life to the fullest. Music